Are you wondering how I made this podcast episode? Do you want to start a podcast? Well, let me plug you real quick. I guess you haven't heard about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain to you. It's free. Yeah, you had that right. It's free. There is a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you and it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome roommates to the Evolve Talk in the Century. My name is Lima Nanyam Tengkapapuri and again, welcome to the Evolve Talk. Well, I hope you've been drinking your water, hope you've been minding your business. Well, your girl has not really been minding her business. Your girl has been going through stuff, reading stuff to get to give you a quality factual show. Mm-hmm. You had that right, a quality factual show. Oh my god, my cat is just looking at me when I'm shooting this video. Okay, hey Katie. <laughs> okay, let's go to the show. Last week I was um, speaking on colorism, and um, the show was based on colorism. That was part one. So it was basically not really factual, it was um, my opinions and what I've learned with colorism. Um, so today I'm going on with colorism and you know, the more I'm going deep in that colorism, it's, it's make it's making me embrace my blackness. It's making me embrace my skin tone. God, I didn't put makeup today. <laughs> For those who were watching, probably you were aware that most times I put like makeup, not a lot of makeup. I don't usually, cause I couldn't do makeup. So I don't usually put like a lot of makeup, but I do put makeup most times when I'm shooting the off talk. But today girl, the skin is Brr, look at that skin, honey. So, yeah, the more I'm doing this, it's I'm embracing my Africanness and I'm embracing my blackness. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. So, yes, guys, let's get to the show of today. So, Listen, listen, last week we actually have, we, we actually established new segments, right? Uh, this, remember, this is the second half of our season. Our season has 12 episodes, so this is the second half. This is episode 8, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, this is episode 8. So this is the second half of the season. Yes. Season 3, guys. So, let's do this. The first segment is what's trending or what's popping. So basically on what's trending and what's popping, we'll talk about what's really happening in the society. Um, you know, what's what's going on? What's really going on? Or what has been trending? So um, what's trending? I want to talk about Zodo Abantu, guys. She was trending. And I think even last night when I was checking, she was trending. And this is very controversial. Like, it's controversial. Guys, what's trending? What's trending? Zodo Avanto, what's trending? Zodo, hashtag Zodo Consult, what's trending? So let's, 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 I want you guys to, let's, let's unpack. Uh, for those who listen on podcasts, unfortunately, on those ones listening on vlog, won't be able to hear people's opinions. But those who are listening on podcasts, you are going to hear people's opinions on um, Zodo Abantu and, you know, colorism. So I'm going to add those audios, this, like people who, I'm not joined by, like I'm joined by literally thousands. Why am I saying thousands of people? I'm joined by people on my WhatsApp. So... Uh, unfortunately, yeah, yeah, on my WhatsApp, I'm joined by people on my WhatsApp. I engage them on the topics. Um, social media, they follow me on at the amazing D and Facebook, 
just search my name which is on the head of the show just check my name there so yeah that's where you know i get people to engage with before shooting the show so we're talking about Zoroabantu, guys. Zoroabantu. I've been saying this, guys. <laughs> so Zoroabantu is, um, I don't know how to even put her for those who are not South African who are listening to the podcast. Um, what, what can I say? Zoroabantu is a media personality. She's a personality. She got, um, she, 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 she got famous because of, she was like dancing. I don't know if it makes sense to you. <laughs> Zoro Abantu um, went lucky to go to clubbing and then she she doesn't really like wear, you know, she wore minimal clothing. Let me just put it that way. She wore minimal clothing and then Zoro Abantu would dance, dance, dance and that's how what really got her famous. So you see that in South Africa it's very easy for you to be famous. Girl, I'm telling you that in South Africa it's a very simple for you to be famous. That's what Surabantu was famous for. Dancing in the club. <laughs> Dancing in the club. So yeah, so Surabantu now has a reality show. She's very um, you know, she's out there, she voices her opinions. Um, she just paid um Lobolo. Lobolo is like a bride, like bride price, but in this case it was groom price. Um, she paid Lobolo for her, for her boyfriend, who is very young, younger than her, you know. So she's very controversial. So yeah, she was really controversial, and she attacked the wrong community. You know, we don't come for that community, the LGBTQ LGBTQI community, or specifically the gay community. So what happened is that Zodwa. Zodra um, on her show, she said that gays are naughty, you know, and then she went on saying that they think that they have virginous. Whew, what am I thinking this right? They think that they have the V. Well, she didn't say today. Oh, God. They think that they have V while they have P. That was Zodoa Bantu. What she said. Let me just get that video for you. Um, I think the people of the vlogs will get this video. I'll put it on the vlog. Yeah. <laughs> the people of the vlog. Okay. So she's saying gays are naughty, right? And name a gay in the industry who has never fought with a girl. And then she was like, they're convinced they have a V, they have a P. I think that this was the most. Um, Is it in? Johnny? Oh. Oh my gosh. Sorry, sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. I'm, I'm busy with my cat here because it gets in, in the window. So I'm like, is it in? So I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. So. So the problem problematic part was when she was saying that um when you guys we give we accommodate you and we let you guys talk about about men in our presence and then you we just accommodate you so that was like problematic um of which let me just give you my opinion on that part so do i want to um, I don't want to say she's lit- illiterate or something, but I think she was not aware that she, what she was saying was um, going to be um, come out there, especially the word accommodate. I don't know if she actually knows the meaning of what. I'm not insulting her intelligence, guys. I'm just, you know, unpacking this in a way that will make everyone get to understand the whole situation. From my point of view, 
right this is from my point of view and then you're gonna hear what other people think about this whole thing so for what i think is that i don't think she actually knows what accommodate means because it has a lot of connotations and it has a lot of meaning behind it so the robot was not really aware of what it means right and it's i think i blame the production because that whole i think one of my people said that that this whole show does not really pass by one person there's post-production there's this production there's whatever this um offline editors those people know i don't know maybe they don't know but they could someone could have you know picked it up but again someone mentioned a very a valid point about what is what does uncensored mean so uncensored just means that it's not censored whatever that she's saying it comes out as it is so um, that can also be an argument of saying that it, it is uncensored so it must come it's a draw it should come out as it is there's no hiding around it but then again the word accommodate was uh, for me it was the one that was um a bit you know of which i don't know i, I, I don't think she was out yet to mean what she was saying i don't know i'm just not i'm not defending Zodua, but i'm just uh, saying that part that was the only part that i found um a bit you know um a bit disturbing but the other part i don't really for myself i didn't really get disturbed of what she said that a naughty girl i i i'm naughty okay that's what i thought you know i didn't really get um offended with what she said in the big like what she said in the beginning so yeah i don't know let's so let's 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 hear what people think about this whole thing of sorovant let's hear uh okay um i feel like this is basically a stereotype and first of all Zodwa, she's a character she's perceived to be a funny person so i'm not saying that we don't take it serious so going back to sexuality um there was a problem in this video uh well she's not being homophobic first of all the problem is the choice of words like there's a way of saying things in a mannered way so like i said so she's a character so most of 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 the things that she do especially on social media is just to make people laugh and just to give people the content of who she is so yeah she's not being homophobic there was just a problem of the word choice and then she she said some things in the (laughs) and the wrong manner because it's offensive like for instance to transgender women like because those people they no longer we don't refer them as guys now but then when someone says such thing it's kind of um offensive to them so yes my personal opinion to this video is that um she was being expressing herself how she viewed things there's a way of like expressing things in a different way but the problem you have to choose the right words so that you won't um offend other people yeah i feel like that was the problem with the with how she was expressing herself how she feel about homo and uh, how she feel about homosexual people thank you this is so stupid i mean this is this is a pre-recorded show and a man standing alone goes in you know in making of a show they are content producers they are researchers if they can allow her to say something like this explicitly on live tele- on a national television it's it just defeats me because they could have corrected her they could have said no you don't speak like this because this is just pure stupidity and ignorance i'm gonna stop watching the show from now on until uh comments were like uh taken out of context that's how i feel i didn't find anything she said uh offensive or homophobic and I don't think she's homophobic. I think her comments were taken out of context. And Tina, as homosexual men, I think we're always like in a defensive mood, always trying to really defend our one. But I get where others are coming from. Yeah, but I don't think she's she's homophobic. I don't think so. 
let's continue so that's the whole story of Zodrabandu, guys um what do you guys what do you think about what do you think about this whole Zodrabandu situation do you think um what she said was wrong um do you think it we should really cancel because there was a hashtag Zodra cancelled, which is you know there was a petition, people are signing petitions that Zodra wants to show should be cancelled because of what she said. And I saw a lot of interesting um, tweets on that it doesn't mean that if you're homosexual you're special. And I share I share sentiment with some of the tweets of you know homosexual people or like they're just the lgbtqi itself is very sensitive especially the gay community it's and the reason i'm the gay community is very sensitive i don't really hear the noises from the lesbian community trans community not that loud also but the gay community is very loud very loud and Lamo and now guys they can be very problematic in their own ways. I'm not saying everyone's problematic. Don't get me wrong. This is just more opinions. Don't get me wrong. Let's not get each other wrong. Um, you know, gays can also be problematic and you know, issues of trans people, they don't really want to be and now I don't like the fact that you are including trans in this whole thing, in this whole mess. Now, um, assuming that Zorabantu is being transphobic and stuff, I don't get where Zorabantu was transphobic because she mentioned that gay, she didn't say trans, she didn't say whatever, she said gay people. So, and guys, why am I trans again? Why are you including trans people in this whole mess? Because it's those, like, I feel like gays are themselves and they don't really fight for the community they fight for themselves and their own rights i'm not attacking guys but i'm just mentioning facts <laughs> i'm just mentioning facts oh i feel okay not facts but what i feel <laughs> yeah what i feel that they, they they really want to be like fighting their own fights when there's fights that include the trans people they're not there when the spies that include the, the lesbian community, they're not there. So it's really like I don't really understand them sometimes. I don't really get them sometimes. And at times like this, I don't think what Zodro Wabantu said was that deep to an extent wherein we're going to even cancel her show. That's my opinion. That's my opinion. So don't kill me, girl, because of my opinion. Just that's what I'm thinking. I didn't get offended in what she said. And someone is like, oh, because you're not gay, that's why you're not offended. But I don't think I would be offended, you know, if I was gay of what she said. Only the part that was problematic, because obviously gays don't have uh, don't have V, they have peace, you know. And there is no way to draw to was referring to trans people. That's what you guys are taking it. Guru, you're including trans people in your messes. And it's not okay to be included in such mess. So, on behalf of the trans community, leave the trans community be out of this. Because, I don't know, I've never, I don't, I didn't see any trans person who was rallying against this whole thing. But leave the trans community out of this. Because now you're including trans community in something that they're not really um and you guys are putting them in like forcefully just putting words into zora's mouth which is always saying this girl that's not how it's done because i don't think if it was a trans issue you were gonna be rallying behind them no so sometimes kids are very i mean i mean they're very selfish they think about themselves not sometimes most times <clears throat> most times and they can say a lot of um, bad things to trans people and they don't believe it. So basically can be very transphobic to okay, let me stop saying that because I'm gonna be attacked. I'm gonna be attacked. Well that's just my opinion and that's how I feel about this whole issue of Zodorabantu, of which I'm saying that Zodorabantu, I'm not really offended of, of what she said. You know, I'm not really offended on on on, 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 on that thing. And I want to hear what you think about this. Please send through your um, audios. Uh, there's a link on each, like on the podcast down there. There's the link of the 
of where you can send your voice notes to. So guys, my banner, my banner, my fun, my fun. Guys, last episode, literally, my fun, my fun was playing, I think, on that day when I posted the episode. And then they won. I was like, yes! Wow! They won. And I was shook. I was really shook because I never thought my fun, my fun is going to win the game against Egypt. But they won. Oh, I was actually, it was on Saturday. They won on Saturday because I was singing. Guys, let me tell you something. On Saturday, your girl was, I was just singing. Oh my gosh, I'm going to tell you the story after this. I was singing the concert. So after the concert, they're like, like, oh, the game, the fun of fun is winning. Oh, wow, winning. Oh, winning, winning. Oh, winning. And then it won. I was like, yeah, that's good. So today, um, today's Wednesday. I'm still, I shoot my my show on Wednesday. So today they are playing, right? So we're gonna see if y'all they're going to win. Hopefully, you know, they gave us hope. Um let's let's hope they will they will show up and do the most. Let's just hope. I'm just hoping and praying that they will do the most. Can because it's hope and pray. Let's hope they don't mabena us again, girl. But let's hope. Let's let, let, let's just have faith. Let's keep the faith and hold your head high. Just keep the faith and hold your head high. Yes. Did you hear that vocals? Did you hear that vocals? Mm-hmm. Just keep the faith and hold your head high. So we 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 literally just keeping the faith and holding our health high for Wafana Wafana. May they not be Wabena Mabena because we putting our faith in you. Guys, I saw this um this post saying that if they win this game, they're gonna get 520,000 rands. And I was like, each, each player's going 520,000 rands. I was like that's a lot of money and especially in an impoverished country as South Africa why are giving half a million rents to each player is it necessary to do that is it necessary for them to give each player a half a million rents when a country like this is impoverished and there's a lot of issues that needs to be solved you know that needs money literally sorry about that literally I was watching Cutting Edge and apparently on Checkpoint, I usually give you Checkpoint issues. On Checkpoint, they were also discussing the same thing, the water issues in Iskokone. Um, like, people, they literally going, um, they're literally drinking dirty water. I saw when they were pumping that water, it was dirty. They are buying water. They don't even have money. So there's like a lot of um, there's water issues in some areas in South Africa, uh, in most areas in South Africa, and it's something that needs money to be fixed. There is a dam, a whole dam, that is full, and it's not being used because it's not being used. The reason they say the reason it's full is because it's not being utilized, and um, that's why there's like water issues in the in in in, in, in those areas. So I was like, this is really so, so bad, so really bad that needs to be looked at and it needs money. And in this in a country like this where there's, a, there's no money for this, there's no money like this, it doesn't make sense that they're going to give a soccer team a half a million in each of them. I'm not saying they shouldn't give them money, but I'm saying half a million rent each of them is a lot of money. That's just my opinion. What do you think, girl? So yeah, that's just I think one of what, what what else was trending this week? What else was trending this week in South Africa? Um, I don't want, like what else was trending was the Gordon thing. Pravin Gordon is a minister in South Africa, so he was training against the Economic Freedom Front. Um, yeah, I'm not I didn't really check on the story. So I found this Rabanta story very interesting and I hope this audience on those one the people who are listening on podcasts were like yes yes you can send your audience to so that I can add you on the list of the opinions. So yeah, we got into part two of the 
the story um, of colorism, part two of colorism. Skin girl, like it was really tough for like to pull through. Like even now, I do experience that. When I'm like maybe finalist, okay, there are always auditions. Maybe ten finalists, you'll find maybe just two dark girls and like eight light girls, and that shows really they do prefer light-skinned girls than us. And we do get pressured because what is a user like in the computer? While I know like I won't be chosen or whatever, like I just was going to waste my time and everything. So yeah, it does ex- exist. It does. So let's just recap. Last week, I, <clears throat> on Colorism, I spoke on why like colored was declared as a separate race in South Africa. And I asked the question on why do colors get offended when um, African or black people, when people call them African or black people? Um, how this, like basically, I was talking about South Africa, um, colorism in South Africa, basically. So I was focusing on South Africa. So today, I'm going to focus on colorism in Asia, colorism in America. Um, colorism worldwide um, and I did cover on colorism in Christianity that why is black associated with bad things and why do we um, wear black clothes when someone dies and why it's associated with purity innocence and holiness so part two why can black people acknowledge colorism but they acknowledge the system which is racism white supremacy so you find that black people don't really um acknowledge that there is colorism going on um but there is colorism i was just looking at this video i did a lot of research guys i was looking at this video of this girl um speaking about services in in the united states um she was like look at the services written by black people you find that there's like one or two black people and they're surrounded by whiteness she doesn't understand why as a black writer you don't really want to embrace your black people and if there is black people you find them that there's like a light-skinned black people and we don't really want to acknowledge the colorism but it's everywhere that we see so i don't know if the writer has anything to do with getting um access like i don't know if the writer has anything to do with with getting actors in like i don't know if that makes sense like auditions and stuff and stuff i think they do actually because you need to specify in your thing you need to specify what exactly you want the character to be like and and and, and the likes and the likes so why do black writers don't really get um black people to do roles um and stuff she was speaking on scandal um it's written by by by, by a black writer and a series called brownish she was like she she mentioned i don't know the service i've never watched those services myself i'm not a blessed person but she was like it's problematic and then i saw the comments are like yes they actually noticed the trends that you find that it's only like two black people or three black people they're surrounded by white whiteness or it's light-skinned black people so as black people we shout and scream about the system of which is racism and and white supremacy but we don't really talk about um colorism which is a problem in our community which is a problem in our society as black people you know light skin needs to acknowledge their privilege light skin people need to acknowledge the privilege that they have that they are a step ahead that's what i said in the previous show or part one that they are a step ahead from the black from their counterparts you know they need to acknowledge that that they are actually a step ahead so colorism in asia so i was like i knew about colorism in india well india is in asia right yeah i knew about colorism in india and that was like one place that i know that there is colorism india because you know like there's all i've seen videos of the pressure that dark skin indian go through they want to have a fair skin so those ones those indians who are fairer skin i think i think 
think actually in South Africa, we have quite a number of Indians. And the darker Indians are sort of like a lower class compared to the light skinned Indians. I mean, the, 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 the fairer skinned Indians. And the fairer skinned Indians honestly behave like white people. They want to be white in South Africa. I'm talking about the South African ones. I'm sorry if you're Indian and you listen to because not everyone, it's just my opinions of most Indians that I've encountered. They want to be white and they, it's very racist. Most of them in Durban, they are racist and, and, and problematic. Um, so especially that's, that's especially in Durban, that's where most of them are in Durban. So I've heard of, you know, of, of people saying that they have encountered racism from Indians in Devon. So they, they have, they, they, they're not, very, not all of them, right? But most of them are rather racist, you know? Um, they want to be white. They, 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 because it's, it's in South Africa, as I've said in the previous show, in the previous episode, that it's a class thing that, you know, whites are up, Indians, and then colored, and then black. So it was sort of um, that classism thing that happened, that sense of apartheid that made them to think that we're just like colors, as I mentioned in the previous show, in the previous episode, that colors don't want to be called black in South Africa because they're a bit upper than the blacks. So, I mean, the, 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 the Africans. So they, they, they don't want to be called black because it, 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 it takes it reduces their standards where they're supposed to be as 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 you know because the classism says that they are upper class compared to black or compared to africans so that was the seed at the at, that was the seeds of um you know what apartheid that is the seeds of apartheid and and that's why i think most indians in south africa are racist or could be perceived as racist because they sort of feel they are upper compared to the blacks and the colors and whatever. So Asia, I focus on Vietnamese, I focus on Japan. There's this um, piece, it's an essay written by Trina Jones. It's called The Significance of Skin Color. I'm going to put it down, The Significance of Skin Color in Asia. And in Asian American communities, initial reflections. So, so when it starts, this when this essay starts, she was mentioning that when she just entered the Hanoi Airport in the summer of 2001, she was surprised to see that um, women, like it was very hot. She said she mentioned that it was very hot. But she was intrigued. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> so she was surprised to see that as hot as it was, women were covered. Like they were covered in, you know, gloves, some their faces were covered. And she was like yeah, this is the thing. I also noticed that many women riding on bicycles and motorbikes wore long sleeves and hats and similarly covered in lower halves of their faces with cloth. So um, they even wore white gloves and it was hotter than haze. It was really hot in the haze in Vietnam. Vietnam. So you, she was like, I could only imagine that this attire with the hot sun beaming down aggravated the situation. So she asked herself, what's going on? Why were this Vietnamese women putting on additional clothing when every instant I possessed was to take items off? So she was surprised why these women were putting on extra items when she actually wanted to take some items off because she felt um it was hot so they was just simply protecting themselves from the the literal effect of sun and fluent emissions 
so that's what so that's what's going on that's what was go oh that's what oh my gosh guys that's what was going on yes that's what was going on they were just protecting themselves from the effects of the sun they didn't want to get they were didn't want to build um dark skin so she was like she began to notice you know a fascination and phenomenon of the presence of light of skin lightening and skin brightening products so i also spoke about you know skin brightening and skin lightening products in africa basically that it's like one of the growing industry in south africa in africa basically like people want to um lighten their skins and stuff so also she is was in in asia has noticed the same thing which was going on that most people want to 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 have a light skin so that in itself in this essay it was mentioned that light skin in asians or rather like japanese chinese it was perceived as you know higher class you know if you are light skin then it means that you are you live indoors you don't have to go outdoors it's higher class it means you are rich it means power it means um supremacy yeah it just means you're upper class but you know darker skin tone just means that you lower class or poor because you have to work outside um that's where you actually got the darker skin so for those who are outside you know can tend so i was watching this video when she was she thought she's like this asian girl she was showing us herself she was like i turn when i stay outside like when i stay in the sun so she's showing her tent skin so she's like in asia if you have tent skin that's as a connotation of saying that you are poor and you have to work outside most times so lighter skin just means that you don't really um have to be working like you don't work outside you are upper class let me just check the chapter sorry So, as in this case with African, uh, okay, okay, okay. Um, so at first glance, skin color does not really seem to carry um, the same connotations with the ones of African Americans, where in um, as in and in, in the case of African Americans or Africans and stuff, numerous indicators name, national, um, ancestral origin, language, accent, hair, facial features, skin color have been continued to be used in the U.S. to identify or assign people to the category, like category of Asian or African. So that that's in the United States. So your name, your national, ancestral origin um has been used to assign you to the category for an example asian so at first at first glance skin color does not really carry the same weight in the assigning of race to asians right or asians um or, or asians in america so the skin color and class right that's the case of the Vietnamese women who were covering their clothes. Um, when she asked why why was this happening, she was told by individuals that they, they didn't want to get too dark. And she continued to ask, why not? Like, why didn't you want to get too dark? Then she was told that, I was told that dark skin marked one as a laborer. Here it is. Marked one as a laborer, as a person who toiled in the fields, as opposed to one who lived in a more sheltered and a privileged existence in indoors. In other words, skin color functioned as an indicator of socio-economic status. In Vietnam, lighter skin indicated privileged status in uh, in the same way that lighter skin once served as a sign of upper class status in various parts of Europe and in United States. Um, uh, that's 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 what 
race has made in, in other parts of the US and in Europe. But there in Asia, your light, your, your skin tone would serve as, you know, as upper class or give you the lower class. This has... So in the West, before the advance in the medical care, demonstrated the benefits of some sun exposure. So there's been a con- there's been a connection of skin color and class status. Not only exist in Vietnamese, Vietnam, but it appears elsewhere in Asia. I think it also appears in India. It appears in in China. It appears in Japan, North Korea elsewhere in india i think most parts or almost all the parts in india this is is, is they included because when i researched when i was looking at the research um people in asia would say that you know dark toned skin has those connotations so people rather use um lights i saw this other video of this girl of this i think it's a group and then they were making fun of a dark the guy's not really dark toned but he was dark toned compared to the arrest so they were making fun of him that he's dark toned and blah blah and he was responding as if it's a bad thing so it was it's a bad thing to be dark and i think the world is actually against everything that is dark like i mean dark and 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 and, and, and black the world has an agenda of going it's going against dark everything or black everything and when I'm speaking this, I just have a connotation of black as in um, bad things or evil. Like when I had, when I said dark, they're like kingdom of darkness. Kingdom of darkness, it has a connotation of evil, right? Um, okay, let's not say darkness, rather let's say black. Because dark and black has two connotations, has similar connotations. So let's 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 briefly go to religion. Darkness, light. Let the when there was darkness, didn't God love the world when it was dark? Is it a bad thing to be? I don't know. Okay, in the dark, that's where you can't see. But there are treasures in the darkness. Let me just go a bit religious, and let me just go a bit Christian religion. You know there are treasures in the darkness. There's a verse that mentions that there are treasures that like in the darkness there are treasures, right? So where we 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 think that we cannot see, where we think that we are not, we can't see anything. There's actually treasures in the dark. So the dark is not really a bad place. I don't know. There can be bad things that happen in the dark. There can be bad things that happen in the light. So, I think there's a balance. We, we, we need to have... I don't know. I'm confused. I didn't actually explore that part of religion saying that the dark and the light. What connotations does it have? And why is the dark being connotated or being related to blackness? And why is the world against blackness? <sighs> So I see. Let's just go here. She, she in this essay, she then suggested that the preference has historical roots in in, in in Asia, dating at least the mid 19th century, when the upper class Japanese men and women donned white lead powder makeup to indicate their elite status. So they said then in in Asia, men and women would wear light. They would wear light um, lead powder makeup. Um, to indicate their elite status. It's a lot of them. So, in the investigation of skin tone um, discrimination among Asian American, Joanne Rondila and Paul Pickard also attest to the importance of skin color as an indicator of class in Japan and elsewhere in Asia. So, skin tone has importance in these countries like it's it's skin tone is taken as as, 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 as something important that measures your class if you dark toned then if we dark toned then 
oh guys if you are dark toned then it means you are a lower level you are lower class than if you light then you are upper class so it's tricky it's tricky it's tricky it's tricky it's tricky because i thought before i did this research i thought it's like an african thing you know i thought it's like an african um problem and although i knew in in india which is in asia they are going through something like that i didn't think other asian countries are going through something like that because in india you find that there's dark indians and then there's light in indian so i noticed that there's classes within that and there's an advert from india when this guy was like when this person was changed to 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 white the guy was changed to white and it looked like a ghost literally on the advert i'm like what's going on here so that side it's they have problematic adverts i saw this honey's advert of this girl who was supposed to be black like that was racist actually just supposed to be black and the next thing she's asian like light skin fairer asian and on the picture she was showing that she was it was shown that she was black and then the next thing she was light skin asian i'm like what's going on here what, what's really going on here so this blackness is not wanted the blackness is not wanted why is blackness not wanted in the world why is there an agenda against blackness and it's basically affecting black people it's basically affecting dark skin people why is it like that so it's this racism connected to that and again which is what is um, which is what i'm talking about right now is this colorism dark skinned affects it you know i was speaking to i'm gonna play her, her voice note right now on the podcast um she is a model right um and then i was speaking to her uh, like how in the modeling industry she she does modeling around here in venda and she does it in jorvik so i was asking how is it like do you get pressure as a model because most of the people there are like just like yeah like about a third or three people would be dark skin or two so it's there's pressure because they take the light-skinned people more seriously so you hear the audio so yeah there's pressure because they will take more they will take serious they will take light skin serious they will take light skin people more serious than the darker skin people so that's kind of like a problem um in the society that we're living in as much as we're saying that we are in 21st century there's a lot of um things that are still backwards um which were built um by what has happened so the past built us so before we can look at our future we need to look at our past what actually built what is going on right now what actually you know made what we are going to the problems that we are facing right now what exactly came what exactly made it to be what it is right now so when you look at the roots that's where in we can cover everything else because we have covered the roots of the the situations covered the roots of everything else so it's very much important to cover the roots of the problem of every situation and in this case colorism we are covering the roots that it, it stems back then and it's not really like an african thing it's been going on i didn't actually get inf- i didn't get information because i wanted to get you know colorism in white people that is the like bad the connotations i don't think probably it is there um that is the wrong connotations with darker toned like like darker toned um white people um are there like bad connotations to that or like what's going on so i didn't get information on that if you know anything about that if there's any issues of colorism maybe in europe or countries like england probably in england i don't know i didn't find any information on that because i was doing some research i did not find any um information on 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 on, on that and i also have this piece um by the relationship between skin complexion and social oh my gosh (laughs) the relation between skin complexion and social outcomes and how colorism effects 
affects the lives of African American women. Um, so the relationship of skin complexion. So this is um, an academic right, um, an academic, an academic writing by Taylor J. Matthews from Clark Atlanta University. You can check it out on the internet. I can, I'm gonna give you the link underneath. Um, so it says colorism continues to be a relevant topic of study because of capacity to specify within a marginalized community the color hierarchy that values light complexes over dark specifically affects african-american women as though as these women are often treated and evaluated based on solely on physically and empirically women with light skin experience greater success in relationships education and employment um you find that i was looking at this other video where this guy well like this guy was like i have a problem with black guys who date white women who now like i've had that when you date like when they date like i don't date dark skin i don't date someone who has uh, the same tone with me guys do say something like that um so we experience it's in terms of relationship wise we experience uh as women experience you know difficulties in a relationship because most men would be like that the sort of class with you dating someone who is less skin they i think where i come from they would like take you as you know upper because you're dating someone who's light skin i think it is changing but it was the case and it's still the case in some cases so furthermore they report high levels of confidence you know um quantitative study examines how colorism affects african women college um college african i mean african 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 american college women's social capital and sex self-esteem um this is utilizing college's concept of looking glass self as well as golfman's concept of stigma so it's a theoretical 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 framework and it's established showing how societies as a judgment of dark-skinned um, african-american negatively affect their self-perceptions result um, indicates that colorism is still a sensitive and a complex um, phenomenon in the lives of african-american women so this whole um this is, is covering the relationship between skin complexions and social outcomes, like how colorism affects the lives of African-American women. Um, so it it, 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 it it speaks on the history of colorism. That's why I'm saying you need to start. That's the starting point. It covers this, the history of colorism, um, skin complexion and social capital, skin complexion and self-esteem, how, like this is very important skin complexion and self-esteem i can relate to that too because i didn't mention on the previous episode that my self-esteem was a bit low based on my skin complexion and i wanted a lighter skin because i felt like if you like skin i'm gonna get more um attention and i'm gonna get you know i'm gonna get attention basically i i, I thought i'm gonna get attention and i thought i'm gonna be beautiful if i'm light-skinned and so it affects your 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 self-esteem the role between african of the role yes this thesis is very crucial like you need to read this thesis i'm gonna be reading this thesis it's about 85 pages long so the role of african men so it's not only let let we can actually take this in africa the role of african men in the whole colorism because colorism doesn't really affect men it does actually but it's other way around i think where i come from let me let me give you something it does affect men in africa but it's other way around how is it other way around because yeah if you light skin and you're a man then they're like and you're weak um blah 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 blah, blah. so it's, it's better to be what dark skin but this is certain dark skin dark 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 skin they're gonna make fun of you so there is colorism in men, African men, but not necessarily the one should, like, is acceptable for um, African men to be 
light skin they will always make fun of you like you're weak blah 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 there's connotations behind it so there's a role that African men play in, you know, this whole colorism issue to women because it mostly affects women. So opposition to colorism um, and then the methodology, study design, instrumentation, description of certain sampling procedure in the population and the statistics. And then he gives results and discussion. So the, the basically that's the, this is the, the questionnaires and stuff. So yeah, I think this is interesting. It's an interesting read if you want to get you want to get more of um of the topic. African American, Africa in Africa. I didn't get the one in Africa. There's the one in South Africa too. I'm gonna put on the links of the reads of what of you can read. So whew. unless the question of colorism is addressed in our communities and definitely in our black sisterhood. We cannot, as people, progress. Amen to that. Unless we go in and address this issue in our communities, definitely, you know, and 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 definitely in our black sisterhoods, we cannot really, we cannot progress as people. So this needs to be discussed and it's an ongoing conversation um it's an ongoing conversation so there are several research questions that we use in the guidelines of the study of this of, of, of the whole of this of this thesis that i'm uh, i was reading yeah um he then asked is skin tone a predictive factor for african women's social outcomes we can say is it an out predictive factor you know as africans living in africa and to what extent do african american women distinguish between light and dark to what extent do african women distinguish between light and dark complexions and is there a significant relationship between a woman's skin complexion and a soft esteem how does a woman's um skin complexion have an effect on her self-esteem and is the issue of colorism still relevant in the 25th yes it is very much relevant that's why we are talking about it so do read if you you want to read like this get to know more about it do read about it it's really interesting so colorism as i said is a system that grants privilege and opportunities to those that opposes lighter skin complexions within african um, american community or african community colorism is a function of skin stratification along with the function of intraracial discrimination and then we need to cover racism what exactly racism is a racism is ideology that supposes unspecific positive characteristics to erase and upholds that this characteristics inferior super 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 (laughs) superiority of other races so self-esteem can be, you know, defined as the individual perspection, you know, positive or negative uh, that are held about oneself. Positive self-esteem consists of feeling good, um, like, you know, of oneself and perceiving, um, perceiving or being treated well. And then three, skin color stratification, distinguishing a person by lightness or darkness of skin tone. This feminine has the ability um, of racism and historical ideologies that favor those who are light skin white over those who are dark complexions which are people of color and then your know, skin complexion is the shade of skin with which an individual has been genetically endowed and then social capital is a form of prestige related to things such as social status and reputation and social network in reference to the present study and social capital in related to skin complexion as skin complexion affects how person is viewed by society so this conversation about colorism is broad and it can go on and go on and go on and go on until until i don't know it can go on and go on so i'm gonna end it here um i did part one and part two i think i've covered 
a huge chunk of, of, of calories. Though I didn't finish the whole thing. Because it goes on, guys. That's why I'm giving you this document for you to read. If you want to get to learn more about calorism, read the documents. are very interesting. And you will learn. And when you learn, you become so woke. I became so woke, child, when I'm, I'm, I'm learning about calorism. So make sure that you read. If you want to learn more about calorism, read this literature history of colorism let me read this this quote by malcolm Malcolm x who taught you to hate the texture of your hair who taught you to hate the color of your skin to eat such extent that you bleach to get like to get like the white man who taught you to hate the shape of your nose the shape of your lips who taught you to hate yourself from the top of your head to the sole of your feet who taught you to hate your own kind who taught you to hate the race that you belong to much so that you don't want to be around each other you should ask yourself who taught you to hate being what god gave you interesting so I'm leaving you with that quote. And thank you very much for listening and watching the whole talk. Goodbye.